Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eagles 360 on this Tuesday at the NovaCare Complex. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro in my holiday spirit, joined by the great Glenn Macnow. Great. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Love holidays to you. Everything's good. Everybody good? Yeah, nice good. to see you, buddy. Ready Best for a big you win on family. Thank you, too. Ready for a win on Saturday night? Very much. Yeah. I actually feel very good about this one. Now, we, we have to talk a little bit about Arizona because yeah. it is still fresh in the minds. And it was really, I think the point, Glenn, to me, it's, it was a very telling game. It, it was a reminder of last year when the Seattle Seahawks, defending Super Bowl champions, came to Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles were riding high after the big win over the Dallas Cowboys. And you kind of said, well, this is kind of a litmus test for the Eagles. Seattle outclassed the Eagles that day, the first of three consecutive losses in December. On Sunday night, the Arizona Cardinals showed on that night, perhaps only, how much of a difference between the Cardinals and the Eagles, your take. Well, yeah, I think there's a couple of levels, tiers of talent in the, in the NFL. Let's stay in the NFC. you got Carolina, Arizona, maybe Seattle. And then you have the second tier, which you hope includes the Eagles. But the Eagles are not an elite team. And Arizona, under Bruce Arians, amazingly has become that elite team over the last couple of years. They're... They can run the ball, as we saw. They can pass the ball. Their defense is a top five in the NFL. All around, the Eagles faced a very good team, and it showed. We'll get to your takeaways from the game in a bit. The question is, can the Eagles be an elite enough team on Saturday night to beat the Washington Redskins, to assume control of this NFC East, and then go to New York the following Sunday with a chance to win the division? Well, you love the way it's playing, which is that you're going to finish with two games against your division. The league switched to that, what, maybe eight, ten years ago where you finish up, and so it makes all these games critical. Dave, I know that Washington has won a couple of, in a row, um, but I really like the Eagles' chances this week. All I'll right. explain to you coming up. All right, I like that. I like that a lot. We've had a busy day at the Novacare Complex. Now, the players were off on Monday. They came back on Tuesday. There's some injury updates to be had. There are some training updates to be had. There are some matchup conversations to have. So let's get you caught up with everything happening at the NovaCare Complex today, our Eagles 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. A rainy morning here in South Philadelphia forced the Eagles inside the practice bubble for today's training session. And one of the big topics here today at the NovaCare Complex was the Eagles shoring up their tackling for Saturday night's game against the Washington Redskins. We heard from defensive coordinator Bill Davis and players inside the locker room on the topic. Uh, tackling we work on every day. I, I think we work on more tackling and talk about it. Tackling and turnovers. Now, like everybody has seen, it, it, it's tackle first, go for the strip second. And in that game the other night, there were too many times that we were going for the strip first. And that's it's, uh, not the way we've taught it. It's not the way the guys have been doing it. Uh, but for whatever reason, when you make a decision to go for the strip, it's usually when the guy is being tackled and, and secured. And it was all pretty much us, um, especially the running game. and. Um, Stuff that we we don't use we don't do, and um, we just had to make sure we stay professional and we get the ball carrier down instead of going for you know turnovers and strips. We are in the top of the, of the league in turnovers for a reason, and I, I think you know <clears throat> guys have to be smart enough to just get the guy on the ground. Like I said, 90% of it is just want to, the other 10 is technique, and so there's a couple of things that um, we can do, and, and most of it's not drill work. It's it's not pop warner tackling drills. Um, but it's just, you know, when we're in our team periods, how are, how are we approaching the football? The Eagles will not release their first injury report of the week until Wednesday. 
but they may be without cornerbacks Byron Maxwell and Eric Rowe, who are both dealing with injuries after Sunday's loss. Inside the locker room, we heard from cornerback Jalen Watkins, who spoke about being ready for his opportunity and some of the praise that he received from his position coaches after last week's game. Uh, it was really good, especially for this week. Um, we were playing um, a, a, a vertical passing team. And I don't think it gets better than the Cardinals when it comes to vertical passing in this league. So um, that experience should be able to carry over for us this week and, and cover the deep ball. We also heard from running back DeMarco Murray, who spoke two days earlier than his normal Thursday appointment in the locker room since there is no media availability on Thursday. And according to Murray, he's looking to get more touches in the offense, granted that the Eagles can run the ball more effectively as a team against Washington. Obviously, I mean, I don't think we ran the ball that much, so we got to, you know, hopefully, you know, get a little bit more uh, run attempts and you know, the game got a little bit out of hand. You know, obviously, they're an explosive offense and, um, you know, they were, they were up, so we can't keep running the ball and running the ball, you know, we're down 20 plus points. So, um, we just got to, you know, try to stay within the game and hopefully we can, you know, stick to the game plan and continue to try to run and run and, and you know, hopefully we win. Tonight at 8 o'clock, the Pro Bowl rosters will be announced. Be sure to stay tuned to PhiladelphiaEagles.com for all of the coverage to see if Fletcher Cox, Malcolm Jenkins, maybe Darren Sproles, if any of the Eagles make the playoff roster. Be sure to stay tuned to PhiladelphiaEagles.com tonight at 8 o'clock for all the latest. Thank you so much, Alex. We've got some show to get to here, a lot to get to actually, including a look at the NFC East, which, Glenn, we finally have some clarity. We, we know the paths to the playoffs. Oh, I thought you were going to say we have one team that's out. And we're going to talk about that team. Yeah. We're going to talk about that team not only from what they are now, but what they need to be next year to be back at the top of the division. Interesting that, once again, the NFC East winner is dethroned after just one year. There are no dominant teams, clearly, in a division that was once roamed by the very best teams in this National Football League. Not anymore, Glenn. No, I don't think Joe Gibbs and Bill Parcells. You think that's what it is, the those? coaching? Yeah. Absolutely, it's yeah. the coaching. You had giants, Hall of Famers, running these franchises back then. You don't have that right yeah. now. Well, what we do have is a great race to the finish. And when we return to Eagles 360, we're going to wrap things up from Arizona. Glenn Macnow's takeaways from the loss and maybe as they translate into the game on Saturday night against Washington. We're back in just one moment. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees. From 2 to 6 p.m., enjoy any medium latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating.
you're the band Europe, you love a final countdown. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO. It's what you do. We're back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow. Some takeaways from Glenn after the 40-17 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, don't give me that Steve Spurrier now. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> That's good. They're not pretty, as you can imagine. And number one is one that really has concerned me all year and concerned me more this week than any other, which is there seems to be no chemistry between Sam Bradford and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, you and I have talked about the difficulty of being a rookie wide receiver, and I'll grant that, but he was on the field for 57 plays, more than any other skill position player other than the quarterback, of course. One target, no catches, one penalty for minus five yards. He was a complete non-factor, and a, you know, moving forward, we've got a couple games this year, he's got to be involved in the offense. Well, let's talk about that now. Patrick Peterson, Pro Bowl cornerback, was matched up against Aguilar for much of the game. Was that at all a factor? Now, Nelson Aguilar, we all thought that there would be much more production coming from the first-round draft pick this year. And we've seen very small flashes of it, hampered by a high ankle sprain. I get all that. But the fact is, the Eagles had Jeremy Macklin leave in free agency. And to replace that production, they signed Miles Austin, who's since been released. They hoped that Josh, Hush, uh, Josh Huff would take another step up. That really hasn't happened. And they hope that Aguilar would be a starter and a very productive one. And Glennie's got 19 catches. Yeah, you're, you're really getting nothing. You have to get something. All right. Number two, that said, Sam Bradford, he had a mixed game, but I was very impressed with his toughness. What I've learned about Sam Bradford this year is he can take a hit, stay in the pocket, and throw. There are times when I want him to step up in the pocket that he doesn't. But he, he took a lot of hits the other night, and I thought, and I hate to say two interceptions and a fumble aside, but beyond that, he threw very accurately, and he played a tough game. And the concern is that he's taking so many hits. It wasn't just on Sunday night. Glennie's really taken a lot of hits all year. Yeah, too many. Too many. Not a ton of sacks, but a lot of hits. I really, I really believe the Eagles have to ride Sam Bradford through the rest of this season. I mean, if, they're, if this offense, which has not performed to expectations, is to get to that next level and to beat Washington and to beat New York – they have to do it through the passing game, and that is Sam Bradford getting the ball down the field. Now, the first time the Eagles played Washington for the first time in the season, we saw them throw down the field. Touchdown pass, Riley Cooper. Touchdown pass, Miles Austin. Hope to see more of that on Saturday night. Sam Bradford has to lead the way for this football team. Yeah, I agree. All right, here you go. Number three. Next man up is a great theory that coaches have to live by. It's what coaches have to say. But in this case, with Byron Maxwell and Eric Rowe, both questionable for this coming week, Rowe going through the concussion protocol, and E.J. Biggers and Jalen Watkins stepping in, it's pretty scary. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is coming to town, and more of these guys are going to have to cover him, and that is not the ideal situation to be in. And you would expect then, if that's the case, that you have safety help over the top, that you limit those big plays. And where it really impacts you is the short passing game, which Kirk Cousins has been outstanding at in his NFL career. Really good tight end, uh, really good wide receiver, Pierre Garçon. Uh, running backs with Alfred Morris and Matt Jones that can carve you up, and we've seen how much the Eagles struggling against the run. If Maxwell and Rowe don't play, now Bill Davis said he was hopeful that they would go on Saturday. If they don't play, it really puts the Eagles in a pickle. That would mean the Eagles are four cornerbacks down yeah. with Ja'Cory Shepard down, 
Nolan Carroll, Rowe, and Maxwell. That is tough for any team to overcome. Yes, and we do know Deshaun Jackson, and he's a dangerous man. Yep. All right, here you go. Number four. The Eagles have not tackled well all season. I'm telling what you know, telling you what you know, and it was really at its worst display against Arizona. Uh, we all wish you practiced it more, you had more of it going coming out of training camp. Uh, but there is a problem, and the coaches talked about it over the last couple of days. Tackle the man, not the ball. I know takeaways is such a huge emphasis with this defense, and that's great. But make sure you wrap up the man first, and that really hurt him against Arizona. And it's got to stop the next two games. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a combination of technique and mentality and being physical. And I would expect the Eagles to play with a must-win situation, extremely physical football on Saturday. All right, here you go. Number five. Sometimes the best move is just to keep your mouth shut. Um, I don't know if players care about it, but I really didn't like the Rocky tribute by Jordan Matthews when the team is, what, 23 down at the point. And then at the end of the game, um, in the post-game locker room, Michael Kendrick said, and I just want to read the quote, um, if I know this team and I know myself, man, the Redskins got something coming to them for real. You just lost the game 40-17. to 17. You don't need to stir it up against Washington. Sometimes the best thing to do is to, is to show us, don't tell us. Fair enough. I, I will say Jordan Matthews really conducts himself the right way. I understand the a great moment yeah i understand time that time in a place i think it was a little bit of frustration from jordan matthews like we're going to keep fighting okay so but i don't disagree yeah yeah well thank you those are glenn's five takeaways when we return to eagles 360 we're going to talk about the nfc east now you know the playoff scenarios we'll remind you of them but we're also going to take a little deeper dive into the dallas cowboys who are officially <laughs> eliminated from the well we might need them to win in that last week but what is the future of the Dallas Cowboys? They had so many expectations this year. We talk about what went wrong and what needs to go right for the Cowboys to contend again next year in the NFC East. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do we even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do that? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com.
Eagles fans, score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Let's talk a little bit about the NFC East, shall we? With the Eagles hosting Washington on Saturday, then going to New York the following Sunday. The Eagles, as they said in Back to the Future, density is in our hands. <laughs> right? Yes. Get it? Yes. That Your was density? Good. Yes. Got to laugh a little I'm bit. I'm pretty don't dense, you? sure. Right <laughs> now you do. Yeah. So the Eagles right. win two, and the Eagles are in. Now, the NFC East, uh, we've been watching it all year. It's been really tight all year. We know that the Cowboys eliminated. So let's begin with a little conversation about the Dallas Cowboys. It's easy to say that it all went wrong when Tony Romo was injured, and that's probably a pretty fair way to start things. But now Romo has had some injury issues. He's got some age issues. The Cowboys falling apart defensively. The offensive line not performing nearly to the expectations. I thought the offensive line is the greatest since the seven blocks of granite. I know. That's all I ever hear is that's five Hall of Famers side by side. It's why you can't predict one season to the next. But in your mind, Glenn, now the Cowboys are going to have likely a, a top five or six draft pick. They'll have an opportunity potentially to nab a quarterback. If you're Jerry Jones, uh, what, what, what do you prioritize here? I still think the defense has major holes. Oh, the the pass bad. rush is terrible. Yeah. They've had injuries in the secondary. Uh, the running back situation, is Darren McFadden really your guy? No, it's very average. But what are you doing you, about quarterback? You, you summed it up very well, and Romo is 36, yeah. I believe, or somewhere around there. And I don't think Tony Romo is, is – listen, he'll come back and it will help him, but they do have to look for the future. I'll give you the crazy prediction. You know who they bring in for next year? Johnny Manziel. Uh, I knew you were going to say it. Uh, All right, let's play a little game. Let's play a little game. You know who wanted him. I'm Cleveland. You're Jerry Jones. Right. How much do you want to give me for Johnny football? Uh, Third-round pick, pal. Done. There you go. That was easy. (laughs) See how easy it is in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, because they always make trades. Listen, you said it. Dallas's defense is a mess. Uh, Dallas's running game is... Nothing since they lost to Marco Murray, amazingly. Well, they get some numbers. McFadden has had over 100 yards a couple of weeks here, but nothing explosive. Right? He's okay. Um, Dez was hurt all this year. You presume Dez is going to be better next year, but I I know a lot of people thought their whole season just fell apart because of quarterback. I'm telling you, they were. They would have been in the same mix as everybody else. So you think if Rome? I believe if Romo had been healthy, that the that the Cowboys would be atop the NFC East. Honestly, there were. There were enough games played, Atlanta, perhaps the first Philadelphia or the second Philadelphia game where the Cowboys would have won those games with Tony Romo rather than Matt Castle at quarterback. 8-8. Okay. 8-8. All right. Well, let's talk about the rest of the division. We know that Washington comes to Philadelphia on Saturday. The standings here. We know the Giants play on Sunday night without Odell Beckham Jr. at Minnesota. I'm marking that down as a loss for the Giants, which would mean – they're eliminated. Big time, absolutely. Good. After the Eagles beat Washington, so let's let's. let's Comes down let's, to the final week. Final week, as we kind of said all year. Yep. Now the Odell Beckham situation. After sitting out a week, what kind of fire does he bring to the field against the Eagles? Um, probably a lot, uh, but I think at that point they're already done. They're out of the division. They're out of the race. I know a lot of people think, hey, it's going to be Tom Coughlin's last game. They're going to win one for old Tommy, and that will probably be part of their spirit. But the Giants have not been a good team all year. When they have nothing to play for, I can't imagine they're going to be better. So you've heard it here first. Glenn Macnow is predicting in his own way that the Eagles will be Washington, beat New York, and we'll be talking about the playoffs. Glenn Macnow is hoping that. I'll give you that much. Not a prediction? 
I'll go one week at a time. I like that. See, his focus is just like the players. One week at a time. One segment at a time. In our next segment, well, it doesn't involve us at all. It's fantasy football. And then you might be in your playoffs. You might be getting ready for your championship game. Decisions, decisions, decisions. We've got some answers when we return to Eagles 360. Give me more chips. Fellas? I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. Or even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. It's time for fantasy playoffs, and if you're in them, well, you want to stay tuned here. We've got our fantasy spin here on Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack. Now we're going to step aside and turn it over to Alex Smith and Joe Dolan, our fantasy spin. Hi, everyone. I am Alex Smith, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Spin presented by Bud Light. I am joined, as I am every week, by Joe Dolan, the managing editor of FantasyGuru.com. Joe, I want to start things off today by talking about Eagles quarterback Sam Bradford a guy who seems like he just keeps getting a little bit better each week since coming back from an injury. If you're a fantasy owner out there, what kind of value does Sam Bradford have right now? Well, we've got some really, like, I mean, for lack of a better term, bad quarterbacks starting this week. Or uh, if you want to be a little bit kinder than that, uh, Alex, quarterbacks who we don't know a whole lot about are going to be starting around the NFL this week. And Sam Bradford's at home in a must-win game in a pretty good matchup against Washington. So Sam Bradford is certainly going to be on the radar for some of these teams who have been streaming quarterbacks. You mentioned, I think his level of play has frankly been better than his teammates level of play of late. And I think against Arizona, he had a couple touchdown passes, a long touchdown pass to Jordan Matthews. When you're playing from behind, you're gonna end up throwing a couple picks, but he had three touchdowns earlier this year against Washington. I think Sam Bradford can come through for you for those of you in deeper leagues who really aren't sure what quarterback you're going to use this week. Joe, this is do or die time. It's championship weekend for most fantasy leagues out there. So with that in mind, who are two guys who can make the difference in fantasy lineups this weekend? Well, number one, Stefan Diggs has a good matchup against the New York Giants, and he was kind of a guy I had just forgotten about for fantasy because the Vikings passing game had been so bad. But it's come alive here the last couple weeks. Stefan Diggs had two touchdowns 
last week for Minnesota. He's got a good matchup with the New York Giants. Teddy Bridgewater is coming on a little bit more. I think Stephon Diggs is worthy of consideration as a number three wide receiver if maybe you've ignored him the last couple weeks. And then there's Kamar Aiken of the Baltimore Ravens. And look, he's not a household name. He might still be on your waiver wire, but he's had seven consecutive games of 10 or more fantasy points despite three different starting quarterbacks over that span in Joe Flacco, Matt Schaub, and Jimmy Clausen. And all the way back in October, he had five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown against these same Pittsburgh Steelers. Kamar Aiken can come through as a number three wide receiver for you this week. And then, Joe, on the other side of that, maybe two guys who you might want to stay away from this weekend if you're looking to take home that fantasy championship. Certainly hard to stay away from guys uh, who have gotten you to this point, um, especially at the running back position. But I'd be hard-pressed to say Todd Gurley doesn't have a terrible matchup at Seattle. Certainly the worst matchup for running backs over the last month has been Seattle. And I guess if you extend that back two or three years, it's been a terrible matchup for running backs. Todd Gurley cannot do it all by himself. Unfortunately, he lacks really a lot of talent around him, especially along the offensive line and he's averaged under three yards per carry in three of his last five games. Hard to sit him given some of the slop that's going to be out there at running back this week, but you have to be aware that his matchup is not very good. And then there's A.J. Green of the Cincinnati Bengals with A.J. McCarron starting at quarterback, traveling to Denver with arguably the best secondary in football. Not a great matchup for a guy who's been banged up as well. Remember, he had that back issue last week. And there you have it. Great stuff as always, and our thanks to Joe Dolan, the managing editor of FantasyGuru.com. Be sure to follow Joe on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan for all of your fantasy needs and listen to him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. That'll wrap things up for this week's edition of Fantasy Spin, presented by Bud Light. Thanks so much, guys. We've got one segment to go, and in that segment, we've got something special for you. We're putting together a list of the Redskins we love to hate, We'll tell you the runners-up on that list in the next segment. And we're also going to just lay out this game. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to tell you how it's going to go down on Saturday night. Stay tuned for more Eagles 360. Sterilized sights. Multiple foreign objects in the body. Scissors. If you're the guy from the operation game, you get operated on. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO. It's what you do. Just over nine minutes to go in the quarter, and they need to score. What a block! Let's go. Yeah. Not all memories happen under the tree. Hurry in now for great deals on all the best brands. Get a $50 Sports Authority cash card when you buy select GoPro cameras. Only at Sports Authority. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie flavored coffees. From 2 to 6 p.m., enjoy any medium latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'.
Dunkin' Donuts is helping more boys and girls get in the game this year. For every Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports. To learn more, visit goodsports.org slash Philly. We're back. It's Eagles 360 insider Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack now. We've got a segment coming up on Facebook then, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. It's called Redskins We Love to Hate. We're going to list five of them there, but we've got some really interesting runners up that, Glenn, you begin. I do. And, and let me just preface it by saying as we put together this list, there are not as many guys from Washington that we hate as Cowboys, as Giants. If you look over the years, there are great players who have hurt the Eagles, guys like Daryl Green, guys like Art Monk, guys like John Riggins. They just weren't the loathsome characters of the Jeremy Shockeys and the Michael Irvins. Okay. But I did come up with some, and let us start with this. We did put Jerry Jones on our Cowboys list. I'm going to put Daniel Snyder on our list, but I'll tell you at the same time, Redskins fans probably dislike him as much as we dislike him. I would think so. Right. So he's there. I'll put – this is one that always bugged me. Those hog fans who always <laughs> put on the pig noses and the dresses, I hated those guys. Okay. And they were – and by the way, the hogs were good. I happen to know a guy who goes around life at times when it's convenient for him posing – as Russ Grimm, Hall of Fame lineman from the Washington Redskins. Really? Yeah. How big is this He guy? got 35 people into a P. Diddy Super Bowl party. No lie. <laughs> really? As Russ Grimm. I didn't hate the hot. You know, Jim Lachey, I always thought was pretty dirty. Okay. So I didn't like him. And Joe Jacoby, I just didn't like looking at him because he had a head the size the way of a watermelon. Them. But yeah. they were great players, yeah. and you respected them. One guy I really did dislike over the years and he was a good player, too, was Clinton Portis when he was there. Actually, his mother might have been tougher than him, but Clinton Portis was the guy who, when they were playing the Eagles, would walk over to the sidelines and start jabbering with Eagle fans and getting them going. And so Clinton Portis is on my list. I like Clinton Portis for the outfits, for the fun. He just seemed to enjoy the game of football. Look for our complete list of Redskins. We love to hate on Facebook and PhiladelphiaEagles.com in the week ahead. Our Amoroso's on the menu segment for you. Tomorrow we've got Chip Kelly in studio. We've got going to go behind enemy lines, Andrew Walker, Redskins.com. And our cover two segment, Chris McPherson with a couple of Philadelphia beat reporters talking about Eagles against Redskins. And here's how it's going to go down on Saturday night. Right, Glenn? You got it, Glenn? You want me to tell you now? I will, absolutely. All right. I like the Eagles' chances this week. Okay. I think the Eagles are going to win it. I'm going to give you some good, bold predictions later in the week. Okay. But I'm going to tell you that the Eagles are going to stop. Washington is a bad team on the road. I know they won once in Chicago. I think they're going to revert to being a bad team on the road. And I think Kirk Cousins, who all of a sudden everybody's all hot to trot about what he is, is going to revert to the Kirk Cousins who hurts his team. It'll be a good game. Believe it or not, for the Eagles secondary. I think the Eagles come out flying in the first quarter. And I honestly think they played their best game of the year. This is the time to do it. Win or you're done. All right? So that's it. For Glenn Macnell, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.